You're listening to The Paul Higgins Show, the place for ambitious tech consultants with purpose. After 18 years as a global sales leader and having a successful tech consulting exit, I'm sharing what's working now to transform emerging tech consultants worldwide into trusted consultants that attract the best clients and deliver measurable results. When you're ready to level up your clarity, results and freedom, begin with the free tech consulting blueprint available at techconsultantsblueprint.com. Imagine you're doing all the work. You really want to bring in some high-talented team members and you want to tap in to some resources, but you're really struggling to find people, especially if you're in the Salesforce ecosystem, you're struggling to find people. Well, this podcast is going to help you. Hello, I'm Paul Higgins and welcome to episode 504 of the Cloud Consultant Show. In this podcast, we will explore ways for you as tech consultants and cloud consultants to thrive by avoiding common pitfalls and embracing best practices. Our guest today is amazing. It's Monica Goyal, and she's a Salesforce Industries architect and the founder of IntelliCloud Solutions. It's a consultancy focused on Salesforce Industries and Salesforce Marketing Cloud and other Salesforce products. She has over 18, actually 19 years of experience. And Monica has extensive experience in industries, including CPQ solutions. She's also been working for Salesforce for over 12 years and in the industry for the last five. And she's got wonderful Salesforce technology experience, and she's a great consultant. But that's not the key reason she's here. The key reason she's here is to talk about how do we get amazing women back into the workforce? And more importantly, how do we get them into your business? So what I'll do now is hand you over to Monica Goyal from IntelliCloudSolutions.com. Great uh, to have you here, Monica. Likewise, Paul. So we've been uh, talking prior to coming on air about the great things you do because you're really running three businesses. But let's take your key business, which is your Salesforce consulting practice, IntelliCloudSolutions.com. Who do you love to help? So i.e., who's your ideal client and what problems do you solve for them? Right. So thanks for having me here, Paul. I really love to be here. So my ideal clients are typically like small, medium businesses, but on also like enterprise businesses where they are trying to solve the problems on the telco transformations and also on the marketing cloud implementations. So the problem that I help them solve is giving them solutions with the help of which they're able to streamline their transformation journeys with ease. And these solutions are more out-of-the-box solutions which help them achieve their targets easily and they can achieve a go-to high go-to-market there. Right. So, so these are the solutions and problems that I try to solve them. Right. So are you putting Marketing Cloud as an example in for the first time or are you going in and helping them improve an installation that they or someone else may have done? Both. So if it is first time, it's wonderful to start off with with our best practices. But if it is not the first time, then definitely we go understand what are the pain points they, they have with their current implementations and try to solve around that. Look at the KPIs that they are trying to answer and then build a solution around them that how they can correct certain things. And same thing goes with the telco implementations where we are trying to do the CRM transformations for them yes. and answer their key challenges, look at their current problems, if there are any issues with the Salesforce or level activities or putting up the frameworks together. So that is the solutions we try to provide them with. Yeah, great. And for you, small to medium business, SMB versus enterprise have very different buying needs. 
Yeah. Right. So how do you, as a small business, cater for two very different parts of the market? Right. So see, small, medium enterprises basically have a different kind of problems because they can't afford long-term implementations. They actually look for smaller times frame implementation. So we provide them implementations where they can start seeing their product coming out or in three weeks to a time frame that they're looking for a go-to-market. So starting from three weeks, first three weeks, because that is where we also need to absorb some information and get on to solve their problems. So starting from three weeks until we are able to solve their problem real-world scenarios for them, that is the time frame that we look at. So that is where we try to cater to the small, medium enterprise business. And the other one for the enterprise business, primarily, it is more about being part of their journey and being part of the larger ecosystem that they have. Because large enterprises, they usually have multi-vendor scenarios where they're trying to solve one business unit with one vendor, maybe the other one with the other vendor, and they're working across the horizontal. So being part of that ecosystem, trying to understand their end-to-end story and bringing a difference in their consulting framework. So so that is where we try to align and help these two different segments of the market. Yeah. I know when I used to work at Coca-Cola, we used to always have a saying, the big business works with big business, right? right? So they like mm-hmm. to do. So, you know, for you being a good business, but a small business, how do you get those enterprise clients to trust that you're the right person for them? Because, you know, you are a small business compared to them. Definitely. But I mean, as I said, so being part of the ecosystem is the important thing and making a credibility out of the work that we have already done in past, right? So so that helps us to kind of make them trust us. So even me being there as an architect helps them and brings that credibility out with the network that I carry along, right? So so that actually builds a trust in them. And maybe if we are kind of working in a small consulting capacity, that also kind of makes a difference to them where we try to showcase that what are the end solutions we are trying to cater to? What are the end problems we are trying to address to? So that brings in the trust factor for them. Right. And and what geographies do you service? So primarily, these are UK, US and India geographies that we work with. Right. And what's your best way of gaining new clients? So the best way is through our network, through our recommendations and contacts. So that is the best way to get the clients because that's where the most trust factor lies. And that's where you are able to easily build a rapport with the customer and trying to make them understand that what we are trying to solve does really make a difference to them. Right, And and if someone's listening right now and they are just starting on that journey and they don't have a great network and they don't have, you know, those jobs that have already been completed, you've been there, I've been there when I I had my tech consulting business, you know, what's some advice you've got? Like, in other words, back engineer what you did to be where you are now. So I would recommend build networks. There is no connection which is not helpful for you. So even if you are just having a cup of coffee with your friend's friend, it's absolutely okay. You're talking about the weather, it's absolutely okay. But you never know that when that connection actually comes back to you and it it actually registers in everyone's mind. So we are human, right? There is a subconscious memory that lies with us, right? So so sometimes it triggers back and it helps you out. Oh, yeah, I met that person. So he is definitely capable of doing. Let me think. Let me try to turn around things and see if they can help. So that's the best advice to 
my peers who are listening it out and trying to build it. So talk, talk, talk and connect, connect, connect. Right. And what have you found the best places to connect? Every person is the best person to connect with. You are, I mean, even if you're talking to a teacher, you are trying to still understand that what goes in the education industry and how that journey is actually being built up in their domains, right? So you still gain a domain knowledge out of there. And tomorrow, if you have to reach out to another school where you are trying to implement the education journey or education cloud for them, it gives you a benefit there and you can probably get a reference from your this friend of yours, a teacher friend of yours, right? So or if you're trying to uh, kind of conduct any session you may need some soft skills so that you can get easily from these teachers and people who are kind of trainers and soft skills so I mean I'm just trying to give examples around so how you can kind of collaborate and network and take benefit from each other right yeah but I'm assuming you're doing this all online because you're not in the UK you're not in the US so You know, is there any particular places you do that online? Like the obvious ones, LinkedIn, but is there anything else that, that you're doing to, you know, foster this network? Yes. So I have been able to build a community in the last two years by conducting virtual sessions, online sessions, cohorts, wherein people are keen to listen to some of the technical stories that we have been part of and take a cue out of it. Right. So so that's how I'm kind of reaching out to people and building a community around. And it's more like telling about our part of the story and then listening their part of the story as to what it took them or what it made them come here to listen to us right so so that's how I kind of build stories so in my cohorts I do get requests from the people around in US or Europe or Southeast Asia and Australia that okay when are we having the next sessions I do get requests that if we can have some specific session on CCPQ or on communications cloud or on any other specific industry domain that they are interested to learn and go through so that's how I actually interact with people and build a virtual community there. Right. And if I've got it right, you used to be in corporate yourself. You worked for Accenture? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm assuming you went and had children. And then it's like, how do I get back into the industry, right? And you right. found a way to get back in by running your own business. Right. But tell us a little bit about what you're doing to help other mums that you know have gone through a similar thing, had great careers in corporate now looking to get back to the workforce. Tell us what you're doing in that space. Sure. So that is the favorite part of my job, actually. And I really love talking to women around. So yes, even I was on a break for two and a half to three years. And that actually brings me to create a program called as Moms, which I've been running for over a year now. And that's where I speak to women mentor them, coach them to actually overcome their day-to-day problems and challenges which they are facing to come back to work. So usually women take a break after they go on maternity leaves and they find it difficult to leave their kids back, to leave their family back because they're almost on a year-long minimum like six to eight months break that they actually go on for. And most of them do not have like family support in terms of parents living together. They are nuclear families, right? So it becomes all the more difficult for women to actually step out for work. So same thing had happened to me in the past, but I had a supportive family. I could actually go out. And Salesforce had been actually one key factor which had 
let me stay back on the work because it did not require whole piece of infrastructure to be actually set up and for me to kind of step into office only to work on that i had a good internet connectivity i had my laptop and i was able to kind of work from home as well do a lot of remote working so these are the factors that actually fetched me there and that's where i wanted to capture that talent from the market which has been lost because women originally are masterpieces of doing multitasking right so i mean they don't have two hands they have 10 hands at the same time where they're <laughs> trying to <laughs> send their kids school send their husband off to office cooking at the same time and even taking the calls at times when it's absolutely important to take that in especially in the morning hours right so women tend to kind of undermine themselves and lose their potential they they don't realize the potential that they really have so i just wanted to harness that part of the talent pool and bring them back give them confidence coach them throughout a journey i have been working with women who were on like 5 years 6 years break after they have done the work for 6 years so that knowledge never gets lost that temperament doesn't get lost it's just that you need to harness it back you need to polish it and bring it back Yes. So that is what actually I had thought to run this program and I'm so proud to say that I've been able to get about 8 to 10 women back in last one year by coaching them and mentoring them. And the outreach is huge Paul. I have a big community of these women associates who are still wanting to learn, still wanting to grasp something new. So I do run like some of the free courses for them to go and explore the ecosystem and understand and come back. So that's how it goes. And I'm also working with many organizations to improve the reach to this part of the talent pool. Yeah, brilliant. And you know, I know that we're saying before you got around two hundred people in that community, and then you're also associated with other communities, which right. is you know a, a great talent pool. And out of the people in the future that you're looking to place, how many of those will go into the end client, if we like to call it that? and how many people will maybe go into the partner ecosystem whether it's SIs or ISVs etc if we're talking specific salesforce now what do you think that mix will end up being so i would say that mix is about 50 50 because when you are actually working with the client you need to be on your toes all the time so we kind of help again women decide that what is the career path they want to take up i mean let's take an example so a banker who is wanting to come to it or had been on a break in between doesn't have the it knowledge but she does have a good amount of banking knowledge with her right so she can be a very good business analyst so that easily gets converted with a little bit of technology knowledge where they understand the basic configurations basic settings and all they will be able to work very well as a business analyst similarly if there has been a teacher and she is wanting to switch to it again so she could be a trainer there so we can get them as a trainer so as a percentage i say it's 50 50 where they can kind of look at and work with the other sis because many sis are also running programs to kind of harness this kind of market and if they are pre skilled in a technology it becomes rather more easier to absorb them and the other 50% can end up doing the client facing roles plus some internal roles where they are working on internal projects for developing internal toolkits and internal implementations for the product companies and all so so that's how i see it as a split yeah 
Fantastic. And that's why we've got Monica on here because you listening, if you're a Salesforce partner and you're looking for talent, because let's face it, we all are. And if you're looking for the flexibility of having someone that is working from home, that has had a fantastic corporate career and have the skills plus the training that Monica does, that's a perfect uh, scenario. So I think it, it's great. And I think there's so many articles and so many podcasts and people talking about the underrepresentation of women in our industry. And I think or in our ecosystem, I think we now call it rather than an industry. You know, it's really important to support this. And that's why we've uh, brought you on and, and done that. And, you know, there may be some people here that are sharing it with their partners that are at home. And once again, they're frustrated because they've had a fantastic career. They love being a mom and now they want to get back into the workforce. You know, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and contact you to get your help? And I just want to reemphasize this is, you know, a global thing. It doesn't matter where you are. I'm assuming if you're English speaking, it certainly helps. But this is a global opportunity where you may be listening to this wherever you are around the world. So we keep running our program so you can visit our websites and you can also visit our LinkedIn pages to understand the latest programs which are going on. We keep running some offers from time to time for women and other learners as well to kind of grab those opportunities and come back to us. So it's there on the website. So if you can go to forstarkacademy.com or intellicloud-solutions.com. That's where you can get started off with or visit my LinkedIn. You will get the company links and you will be able to grab those opportunities from there. Great. And for those that get a bit lazy and don't put in the hyphen, does it still get to you if you put in telecloudsolutions.com or do you have to have the hyphen in it? We have to have the hyphen oh, on it. So don't forget that hyphen. And we'll put that in the links in the show notes. So what we're going to do now is go to the rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you four questions and you're going to give me some rapid fire responses. Are you ready for that? Yes, absolutely. Right. Great. Let's do this. So the first one is, what are the, some of the daily habits that you do to run these three businesses? Right. So it's more about planning and talking to my team, get my motivated team actually to drill down to those plans and stick abide by those plans and kind of daily catch up with them to understand where have they been so far, if there are any challenges and kind of fixing those things. It's more about planning, building catch up. So those are my three daily habits that I actually use. Fantastic. And the next is where do you learn more about how to grow your business, right? Because your business needs to fund these other things that you're doing. So or where are you going to find out more about that? So it's mostly the social media and my network connects. So I do keep talking to people around who I have worked along in these many years of my journey, right? So talking to them, going to the social media platform, trying to understand where the requirements are. So that's how I actually intend to do the scaling part. Right. So if we could grant you one wish for your businesses, what would that be? I have the magic one. You have. It's in your power. Use it wisely. Yes, the women power. So my wish is basically to get a great motivated team who kind of sticks around with me and understands and feels the same energy that I have and sticks around. So, so that is my wish to have a great motivational team along with me. Right. And the last question is, what do you know now that you wish you had learned earlier? Yes. So it's more about the community. So I wish I was part of the Salesforce community, Trailblazer community since the time I had started on my Salesforce journey. Nevertheless, 
I have been doing that for last two and a half, three years, and I feel more powered with that. So I think that if that I would have started like in 2015 or 14 when Trailhead was launched, it would have been kind of further more improved version of me on what we had earlier. Fantastic. Well, we're uh, episode 504 and we're Monica Goyal. And we are going to put all the links and everything in the show notes. It's fantastic what you're doing for the ecosystem. And as you know, there's Gandhi always said, you know, help one person at a time. And it's fantastic that you've done that. I know that you've placed 10 out of the network of 200 that you're building, but I really look forward to you bringing more, you know, mums back to our ecosystem, back to work in the future. So uh, thanks for doing what you're doing and thanks for sharing it today. Thank you so much, Paul, for listening me out. And I hope the reach that you're kind of bringing out with this will actually help me get more people back to work and work with me and have a great motivational team, which I actually wished for. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Paul. It was wonderful. Thank you so much. That was a great interview with Monica. And I really think it's a fantastic opportunity to get mums that were working back working into the thing. So please uh, follow up. The links are going to be in there. Remember that IntelliCloud-solutions.com. So make sure you get that hyphen in there, as she said. And if you really enjoyed this and you love what she's doing for the ecosystem, please reach out to her on LinkedIn, share it with her. And also if there's peers that you know are looking for talent, she's got that pool of 200 people that you can tap into. And I just don't say people, but women that you can tap into, certainly share it with them. They'll love you for it. They'll think you're a rock star. And also check out our solo shows. And I will see you next time on the Cloud Consultant Show for more quick and simple ways to grow your cloud consulting business and live more of the life that you want right now. Time for action. Subscribe, comment, and let me know what you like best about this episode. Plus, get your exclusive show extras and growth action guides for subscribers only. Visit techconsultantsblueprint.com.